Autumn. Hey, how? I watched the first episode of this web series this weekend. Okay, what's it about? So there's this guy, and he's living in L.A., and all of his friends are, like, actors, but he's trying to get his master's in education. And he, in this first episode at least, ends up sort of matchmaking a bunch of them, including the person that he is in love with. Uh, And so, like, four of his friends go on two separate dates, and he has to, like, do a study group thing, he's not into it. Um, and ends up like having to rescue various members of these dates from their terrible dates. Okay, but is it gay? I'm looking forward to this, buddy, in a very bi way. Um, love and grad school. I'm here and I love you. I <laughs> This season, Z has provided a wonderful title for us the gay and wondrous podcast of Kate gallo hello yes i am here this is my fault back by demand not necessarily popular demand just i demanded to be back back by your own demand back by my own demand everybody remembers z from was it the finale did we do Uh, penultimate Penalt, right, right, because we did the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how forgettable New York Christmas wedding is. Speak for yourself. It's all I can think about. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Okay, But Is It Gay? is a podcast about queer media that maybe you haven't heard of. Although I think Caleb Gallo might be one of those that people have heard of, but maybe they didn't watch it. Surely you have seen the memes. Yeah. I have never heard of it. Surely you know that things that are expensive are worse, though. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if that's always true. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> this is a comedy web series, uh, which means that it is like full of moments that are perfect for uh, GIFs or GIFs, screen caps, <laughs> cool edits. Yeah, most, most notably of the character Freckle saying sometimes things that are expensive are worse. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've also seen clips of the advisors meeting from episode two, but we'll get there. That was a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love them. (laughs) I bet you do. That's a good way. A good way to describe this uh, series is that it is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to season 2.5, everybody. We're going to (laughs) do like a mini series about this five episodes, six episodes. How many episodes? Five episodes. (laughs) five episode web series that Z and I know and love question mark and that we have inflicted upon beloved autumn inflicted is a good word here yes (laughs) I think that you're being too harsh I think by the time (laughs) the finale comes around you will have embraced the chaos you will have succumbed If you could see my face right now. The thing that I will say is that this has happened 
This has happened to Autumn once before, wherein <laughs> myself and our good friend and future roommate Maddie inflicted Glee upon her. And we did the greatest hits of the first five seasons of Glee. So we didn't even get to the end. Uh, we didn't even get to Rachel Berry in New York. We did a little bit. We did a little bit. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Uh, so you saw the good parts of Glee and were still miserable at the end of it. This, I think you will not be miserable at the end, is the thing that I will say. Saying well, that there are good parts hmm. of Glee just feels <laughs> deeply spiritually wrong. Listen, I was in high school in the early 2000s. I think, but for me, what helped with Glee was I knew what I was getting into, going into mm. it for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I literally knew nothing about this. So mm, okay. keep that in mind. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Autumn, Autumn, no familiarity, no research. Mm hmm. I have seen this quite a few times, not as many times as I've seen Fourth Man Out. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Editing Hal here. And I just wanted to pop in really quickly and put like sort of a blanket content warning on this entire mini series that we're doing. The Gay and Wonders Life of Caleb Gallo is, in many ways, a show that is about microaggressions and sexual themes and so all of that kind of stuff will be discussed in every episode and there will be specific content warnings for individual episodes in the description thanks for listening and stay gay but uh yeah i've watched i've watched it all the way through three or four times um this is like my third watch through i think and every time i forget about len (laughs) (laughs) yeah should we uh should we get started yeah yeah the Gay and Wonderful Life of Caleb Gallo, a five-episode web series. Starring Brian Jordan Alvarez as Caleb Gallo himself. Autumn, we almost watched a feature film starring this man, but you bounced off of it specifically because of uh, Brian Jordan Alvarez's acting. Oh, yes. Well, it is... Okay, so I have two questions before we start. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, <laughs> is this meant to be satire? No, maybe. Mm, define satire. Uh, what do you English major? So, so one. Of, I was talking to a friend about this. Um, this is like if you took an episode of Seinfeld, made mm-hmm. everyone in it queer, uh, <laughs> and then played it at like one point two five speed. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like that's your mind. <laughs> that's the vibe here. Okay. I, I don't. I, I think if you're going into this like rooting for any of the characters or like <laughs> um, wanting, I'm rooting for Billy. Wanting to feel sympathetic <laughs> or anything, I think you're coming into this the wrong way. Okay. I'm rooting for Billy and Mike Wake. And do I know who that is? Uh, Mike Wake <laughs> comes up in episode two. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him. Okay. Um, um wait, my other question before we yes. start. Yes. Was this a school project? No, I don't believe so. It feels like it. Okay. It was just like a bunch of acting friends in LA in 2016 and they want to make a five episode web series. Yeah, okay. so uh as far as I can tell, uh Brian jo- Jordan Alvarez who plays Caleb also wrote and directed this um oh, along with has a Wikipedia page. 
Oh, yeah. God. I mean, he was in he was in a couple episodes of the Will and Grace reboot. Um, mm-hmm. And Jane the Virgin. Wow. So he, along with uh, Stephanie Koning, who plays Karen. Um, yeah. And uh, most of most of the other actors who show up here are kind of like a a friend group who has made a, a lot of indie projects that they've just like put up on YouTube. Um, their most recent one is is like kind of a spoof of uh, of spy movies. Mm-hmm. It it's it's quite fun. Uh, Brian Jordan Alvarez plays both Bond and the the Bond girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But yeah, this is this is a like a professional production. It is okay. just also a bunch of friends like got together and shot it like in their apartments and like, you know. It's like how we make fun. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Exactly. Okay, we can get started now. Those are my two pressing questions. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so we open beautiful beach in Los Angeles. We get a call from Karen. Caleb is on the beach trying to clear his head because he's trying to be present in the moment because he's just had a meeting with like a person who's been in teaching for a very long time and she seemed like she was like over the whole educating the youth thing and that uh, terrified Caleb existentially and so he's trying to be present in the moment in order to stave off eventually inevitably being over the whole educating the youth thing. But he's on the beach and Karen calls. Yeah, there's the the I think the particular line is that like he observed this teacher and she's like so over it. Uh, mm-hmm. and he just never wants to be one of those people that's like so over it. Which is funny mm-hmm. because essentially what he's saying is I never want to be like old and jaded. Uh but literally everyone in this show is just young and jaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's also a really great sight gag, uh like the reason Karen is calling is because she had uh, a one night stand the night before and mm-hmm. she wants to get and the needs guy. needs to remove this man. Needs to her. remove this man from her bed, which uh, has a bedspread that I used to own. They got it at Target. <laughs> and a, it is worth pointing out, huge erection. Like that is, that is the sight gag here is that this mm-hmm. man has a huge erection and uh, He's asleep also. Karen's standing desk is a chair on top of a table. Mood. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she asks him to come over and like do the whole like gay best friend act, which he. In order to repel this straight man. Yeah, yeah. The whole man removal service, but, mm-hmm. you know, with like a, a, a rainbow flag like on the dump truck. <laughs> we also learned during this conversation that Caleb is in love with two men, one of whom is straight and the other of whom is on a different continent. These are similar problems. <laughs> are they? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, so... <laughs> Both um, the ocean and heterosexuality are insurmountable. Uh, you know, if, if know. you think about it, heterosexuality, kind of like the Atlantic Ocean. I will not elaborate <laughs> further. <laughs> All right. Caleb is in love with Benicio, who is in England, and Billy, who is straight. In quotes. For now. Have you seen this man's haircut? 
the haircut, I think, is not the biggest indicator of this man's sexuality. I will say. Not the biggest, but uh indicator. We'll get to episode two. Yeah, so uh Caleb drives over to Karen's uh apartment, scares off the man. His like impression of a camp gay dude, despite being a camp gay dude like for realsies, is very funny. I literally thought he was just gonna be himself, and then his voice went up twenty octaves somehow. It wasn't even a voice anymore, it was just like a screech sound. Yeah, he, he turned from a human into a walking train whistle. <laughs> And then just, like, immediately turns around and leaves. Mm-hmm, because he wants to have brunch with this straight man. What straight man goes to brunch? Really? Listen, I worked at a brunch place in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> Plenty of straight men go to brunch. And they yeah, are I gotta, I gotta the worst. Agree. <laughs> Maybe that's a, a southern thing. Only homosexuals should be allowed to go to lunch. Brunch? <laughs> No, only homosexuals should be allowed to eat. That's that's the hill I'm Straight dying people on this must episode. Starve. Um, no, only homosexuals should be allowed to go to brunch, and they can each bring one straight woman with them. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, Caleb gets to Karen's house, is there for thirty seconds, leaves immediately mm. after the straight guy leaves. This show is nothing but extremely short clips and hard cuts. Yeah, and bad we're writing. made a stylistic decision. Um, we at this point are like three minutes into the show, and we're already mm-hmm. on our fourth scene. I think. Mm-hmm. If this was a feature film, this would have taken thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to brunch with Billy, who is having girl trouble. Billy is having girl trouble. And Caleb spends the entire time fantasizing about making out with him. (laughs) And I think this is great. (laughs) As Karen said earlier, every relationship starts out with one person who is not attracted to the other person who is constantly envisioning the two of them looking lovingly into each other's eyes and holding hands. (laughs) Every relationship starts out like this. Does Um, it? Every relationship I've ever had started out like that. (laughs) I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, uh, end of end of brunch gives us uh, the. Oh revel- wait, wait! But also, he's like has this excruciating experience of listening to the person that he likes talk about how they're not sure that he that he wants to be with the person that he's with. <laughs> oh wait! Yeah. I also want to say I want mm-hmm. to insert here. Uh, about Billy but this is also like a larger statement about Caleb in general because Caleb's taste I think is terrible because every (laughs) time he goes on and on about how extremely sexy like direct quote that all of these men are and they're not even that attractive oh my god is that the one with this really bad mustache ew I hate that thing anyway um, (laughs) Billy is like just kind of okay and the way that he went on and on about how hot Billy was earlier I was Mm -hmm. shocked I was literally shocked that's that's how you know he's in love maybe maybe yeah I I, I think like the other thing here is that like these are all like like, these are all just folks like they're just a, a real life friend group playing a pretend friend group (laughs) i also i will say what i will concede here is that 
Caleb going on and on like that about Billy when Linjamin is right there. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And you should say it. Uh, I was shocked too. Anyway. Anyway. In no way uh, uh, slight against Billy's actor, but the actor who plays Lynn, call me. Uh, <laughs> Len, who is by now, good yes, for him. Uh, so the, the end of the brunch scene, Billy announces uh, to Caleb that Lynn has gone by, hard cut to Lynn's apartment, where he is Lynn wearing... Lynn has a really nice apartment. Lynn has a very nice apartment and a terrible shirt. It's a good shirt. It is a good color. It is a good pattern. It is arguably even a good fabric. It is a terrible shirt. <laughs> Hang on. Say more. <laughs> I just think, okay, so it's like this like mint green chevron mm-hmm. pattern. Yeah. It is a short sleeve button down. He has it buttoned all the way up. If you That's changed true. any element of this, if it was not a chevron pattern, if it was not buttoned all the way up, if the sleeves weren't cuffed the way they are, any alteration to this shirt, and I would not hate it with a fiery passion Mm, okay but yeah lynn has decided that he is bisexual now (laughs) which kicks off the plot arc that no one in this show understands what bisexuality is Mm -hmm. he read about it in a magazine yes so he he the exact quote is that he was reading forbes he saw a statistic that said people who are bisexual are more likely to succeed in business and, quote, I just want to be in that 73%. <laughs> and I just love the implication that 73% of business bros are, in fact, bisexual. <laughs> They're correct. You know a lot of business bros? No, I, I go just... out of my way to avoid them. <laughs> it's just, it has to be true. Their vibe. It's correct. Deeply repressed. Say more right yes. now. <laughs> Explain the vibe. A deeply repressed vibe. They're in denial Mm -hmm. very strongly. Mm -hmm. What do you want to go into business for? Learn how to sell things to other blokes? That's uh, (laughs) that's pretty sus. That's just a bit I've straight up stolen from a different podcast. Listen to Masters of Our Domain. It's good. Wow. That's the intricate ritual. They construct the intricate ritual of being a businessman in order to do the handshake. Yeah, oh playing God. handshake, patting each other on the back while playing golf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Lynn asks Caleb to set him up with a gender Quote. fluid friend because he wants yes. to ease himself into this whole bisexuality thing. Gender fluid <laughs> guys specifically is what yes. he yeah. says, <laughs> I think it's valid if he wants to date feminine men. I but don't that, think but that's that not what he says. Fluid, yeah, but I don't think that <laughs> that's what he's saying. Gender fluid, gender fluid guy. Lots of people are guys. I'm a guy. I'm like a little guy. On some but, level, we all are guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, just a guy. But I don't think that that's what Len means. Well, because this is so. This is the other running bit, but this is running like throughout the show. No one knows mm-hmm. what gender fluidity is. Right, like no. a, a huge part of the show is like making fun of like, um, like the queer urge to like create a perfect taxonomy, mm-hmm. because Lynn says like 
you know, set me up with a gender fluid guy. And Caleb goes, oh, like a drag queen. And Lynn's like, no, like, you know, like, like gender fluid. And Caleb says, I know what gender fluidity is. I've worn a skirt to like normal events. I hate events. that so much. <laughs> I was so angry when he said that. Listen, you put on the skirt and instantly you understand the gender spectrum. I had, to, I had to pause this episode and walk away. <laughs> Good. Just so you know. This is the Caleb Gallo experience. This this is the Caleb Gallo experience. Uh, I also, I need you to know, you're not alone. This is what it's like for me watching Seinfeld. <laughs> Why are you watching Seinfeld? Yeah, follow-up question. So I was, I was home over the break. Uh, I don't ah. know when this is coming out, but like when we're recording, it's like shortly after winter break. And my family only watches sitcoms none of them watch the Uh same sitcom Uh so depending on who was in charge of the remote we were either watching 30 rock pretty solid show (laughs) hasn't aged great but pretty solid no how i met your mother which i have so many feelings about (laughs) which as a show i actually quite enjoy also has not aged well but i quite Mm -hmm. enjoy it Cannot rewatch it though because of the no. series finale. <laughs> the whole time you're just thinking, but, but the whole time, but... the whole time I'm thinking, what is the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes the kids are like really flippant and like don't want to listen to this story about their dead mom. <laughs> spoilers for the end of How I Met Your Mother, I guess. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for the end of How I Met Your Mother. You find out that the mom is dead, Ted wants to date Robin again, which has happened several times and has always ended poorly. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Barney and Robin, who over the course of like three seasons... Are soulmates. Are soulmates. They're soulmates. They went through these like really like difficult and meaningful like growth arcs that are like mm-hmm. frankly pretty surprising for an early 2000s sitcom mm-hmm. the entire last season of which is their like wedding weekend mm-hmm. they uh, they've gotten divorced off screen despite being soulmates and perfect for each other uh because the writers decided that ted and robin were in game like somewhere around season three and then didn't end up there at the end of the show disgusting and the third one was Seinfeld. Of these three sitcoms, I probably liked Seinfeld the best. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Seinfeld in its entirety. That's interesting because you are Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and every Jewish person who I have heard talk about Seinfeld is like, yes, this is integral to my identity. <laughs> again watch it now i'm now i'm just pitching masters of our domain again go listen it's a good it's a good show they talk about cows a lot and seinfeld very little but yeah this, so getting back to caleb gallo mm-hmm. caleb agrees to set lynn up on a date uh and calls freckle absolute mm-hmm. star of the series we love her Freckle is Caleb's gender fluid friend. TM. Everyone needs a gender fluid friend. Yes. Also, like, I I was trying to figure out, like, if this were a Greek tragedy, what character (laughs) would Freckle be? Because um, she's always correct. Mm -hmm. um, And she's always 
terrible. She's like Cassandra. Uh, yeah, Cassandra, if Cassandra was, like, mean. <laughs> also, like, worth noting here that, like, throughout the show, they're, like, pretty fluid with the freckle with the freckles they use for pronoun. Um, <laughs> throughout the show, they're pretty fluid with the pronouns they use for freckle. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem to be, like, only one is correct. So that's probably the model we're gonna follow yeah but yeah caleb uh calls freckle freckle already knows that lynn is bi Mm -hmm. because he has posted it on his facebook apparently including than any u.s marine (laughs) including the fact that he is specifically looking for uh someone gender fluid to date (laughs) and she's down (laughs) freckle is down bad and she's also wearing, uh, in this, in this scene, I don't have, like, last, uh, when we did Fourth Man Out, I had my notes, like, all sorts of color-coded. Um, mm-hmm. this time, my notes, I have, uh, blue for, like, film-making stuff, and then I just kind of alternated red and black to, like, break stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I do have a note here of, like, the way that Freckle is framed is perfect uh (laughs) she is lying on her bed head in the center of the frame with a fox fur draped across her shoulders it is magnificent Mm -hmm. and her hair is like splayed out across this gingham pillow she says something to the effect of i want to go on this date caleb says i will i'll come over and we'll get you ready uh and freckle says i'm always ready unless by ready or no i'm always prepared Unless by prepared you mean sober, in which case I am rarely prepared. <laughs> and then <laughs> Caleb, Smash cut. Caleb arrives at Freckle's apartment. <laughs> this is also a scene that I think that people who have not seen this show will have seen or have seen gifts of. So Caleb comes in. He proves to us that he is a theater kid by doing like a grand plié in the middle of this room and then is like, I'm here and I love you. And Freckle is posed on a chair, staring into the middle distance, crying. And Caleb goes, ugh, I hate when you do this. You just invite me over and we never pay attention to me. You just want me to watch you perform. To which set? I'm not performing. These are real tears. These are real tears. They're real. And Caleb goes, they are liquid. (laughs) This scene is phenomenal. Every scene in this entire show is just like a a beautiful little perfect little sketch or a phone call. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, they uh, they get Freckle prepared. Also noteworthy here is that everyone has plans at 9 p.m. on, as best I can tell, a Tuesday. <laughs> and that is unforgivable. That's just living in L.A., baby. Unforgivable. No. 9... The day ends at 1, p- 1 a.m. 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. Go home. Get in bed. Have a little hot cocoa. Take a nap. You sound like you live in the Midwest. <laughs> I was really annoyed that none of them seemed to ever have anything going on. Because Caleb would just be like, hey, so you're going on a date tonight. And everyone was always fine with it. They never had to rearrange their schedule in any way. They're all actors. They don't have work. 
Yeah, there. Well, I, I, I like. I will say they do. Um, like, there's one point where Caleb, like later in the show, Caleb does have a meeting with his advisors. Um, Karen has therapy. Karen and Freckle both have big auditions. Yeah. So there is there is stuff, and there's not a super clear timeline of like when things are happening. Like we get the vibe that this takes place over the course of like two weeks to a month. Um, Mm -hmm. but they do have like some stuff going on, just not a Mm. lot. Um, Oh, also I would like to mention that throughout this entire episode, there has been a looming event of Benicio who is in England is going to FaceTime Caleb. And every time someone asks him like, how are you or what's up or how's it going? He's like, yeah, I'm going to FaceTime with this guy that I'm in love with that I don't know if our relationship is real or not. And so it's like encroaching ever closer, the FaceTime with Benicio. Uh, yeah, Benicio just... It's like they wrote the plot and then they were like, Caleb doesn't have anything to do. What if we gave him a boyfriend? <laughs> and it's, oh, we'll talk about this more in later episodes, but Benicio is just such an addition mm-hmm. to this to this plot. It's truly wonderful. Would you say that it's wondrous? Oh, no. I, I might say that it's wondrous. <laughs> we found it. We found the wonder. <laughs> if by that you mean me wondering what's going on, then yes. <laughs> uh, after leaving Freckles' apartment, Caleb, back in his car, calls Lynn, says that they've got the date set up. He's looking forward to it in a very bi way. In a very, <laughs> very bisexual way. That's how I do everything. <laughs> That's how I do a small, maybe 5 to 10% of the things that I do. <laughs> oh, and then we have just a bizarre shot of Caleb at the gym mm-hmm. where he gets a text from Benicio confirming the FaceTime. And then immediately, Karen. Immediately, Karen. Um, this is another scene that I think might be a reference to something. Because he yeah. like... He's working out, he gets the text, and then he goes back to working out, but he also looks like he's having an orgasm. And I I feel like this is a reference to something that I just have not seen. The LA people will get it. The uh, LA people... (laughs) LA people get at us. LA people, write in. Um, But is it underscore gay on Twitter? (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) Yeah, then we cut to the uh, phone call with Karen, where... Karen is suddenly into Billy, uh, excited for this date. She's attracted to Len. She's she's attracted to Len, but Len wants to go on the date with, with Freckle. And so Caleb, like, steers her toward Billy, the man that he is in love with, and asks her potentially to send him sex tapes if they do get together, and then also if they have babies and those babies become famous, if he could have, like, a portion of the proceeds <laughs> as, like, a kickback for having gotten them together in the first place. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so this this is another element of no one understands by what bisexuality is. <laughs> Karen says, I heard Lynn, or I heard... Yeah, I heard Lynn is by now. And Caleb's like, yeah, I set him up on a date with Freckle. And Karen is devastated. 
Because he can't he can't date a cis woman. No, because he's a cis femme woman. He's bi. (laughs) Everyone knows that there's like paperwork. They do like welfare checks. It would never fly. (laughs) (laughs) He um. She also wants... Okay, so he arranges his date, and they're going to meet at the Escondite. Escondite? Escondite. Escondite. I've written it down. It's not work. But Escondite at 9 p.m. And Karen wants (laughs) uh, Caleb to convey the message that her chimichangas are swollen. (laughs) Yeah, something about, like, I just... Started. I just took the morning after pill, and my chimichangas are swollen. Some, some. No, she's on. She's on birth control now, and so her chimichangas are swollen. Absolutely wild. I don't. I don't have breasts, <laughs> but I imagine that if I did, you're a mammal. Chimichanga is the last thing I would refer to them as. <laughs> Autumn, how are you doing at this point in the episode? Oh, I'm totally fine just angry at everything that uh is len basically it's fine okay that's fair (laughs) that's fair yeah so we cut from this call with karen uh where uh there is a a fun a fun little exchange where caleb says what if i told you there was another man karen says the earth is populated with hundreds of thousands of men and caleb corrects her to say well it's actually millions this is 2016 (laughs) it was billions they're both right. If there are billions of men, then necessarily there are also millions of men and hundreds of thousands of men. It is technically <laughs> I mean, I correct. <laughs> which is which is the best kind of correct, but <laughs> I, I think is just a really great encapsulation of how like everyone is always wrong in this show. Even when they're right, yes. they are wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go from a call with Karen to a call with Billy. We are. Billy is stoked to go on a date with Karen because he has a crush on her on account of seeing her in an episode of NCIS and also a Skittles commercial. Yeah, yeah. They're in love with the fake versions of each other. They are. <laughs> and, and like, this is a recurring thing because they're all actors. Like, they mm-hmm. see each other in commercials, they see each other in, like, at one off bits in episodes of TV. Mm-hmm. I have had two acting friends who I have seen on TV. One person Ooh. was in a consent PSA, and one person was in one episode of a single series TV show that, like, they didn't even air the whole series. Oh, no. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then right at this point, we kind of cut ahead, and we have these three sequences stitched together. Um, Freckle and Lynn are going on their walk. Mm-hmm. Freckle starts out posed against a tree, alluringly. As you do. Absolute drip on Freckle. This outfit is phenomenal. So, first of all, she's wearing cowboy boots. Mm -hmm. Second of all, as we see later in the episode, she's wearing a red dress, like a red backless dress with, like, spanks on underneath. The spanks much longer than the dress. <laughs> and then a blue and yellow plaid jacket over top. A phenomenal outfit. Lynn looks fine. <laughs> it's also at this point in my notes, I have We Stand Short King Linjamin McButtons. 
Um, because <laughs> Freckle is easily like six inches taller than Lynn. Mm-hmm. And it is and, phenomenal. And she's also wearing heeled boots. Their date like sort of deteriorates over the course of, right, like a couple of scenes. And they mm-hmm. end up... Very quickly. Yeah, they end up at the Escondite where Billy and Karen's date has been going on. Billy, very overdressed, is wearing like a brown suit jacket, brown tie, and then tan pants. It's a very embarrassing outfit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely just felt so bad for him in that moment. <laughs> yeah, you want him to like take the tie off or something. Yeah. So Caleb says, put on your Sunday best, sarcastically, and he says, I'll wear a suit, and then does it. <laughs> And then does. There's a, a a funny exchange where Carrot, like, um, Billy is like, they have really great, like, tacos or something. And Karen's like, I don't eat meat. I don't eat beef. Yeah. And he's like, well, they have salads. Trying to offer her an alternative to the meat. And she's like, I am going to get some fries, though. Which is, it, it's fun <laughs> to me. Uh, it, it feels like at this point the show is like playing with the like kind of stereotypes of a heterosexual date mm-hmm. and I appreciate that I like making fun of straight people the woman always has something with food that she's dealing with and the man is always like surprised that people don't eat exactly the way that he eats <laughs> yeah this is all intercut also with Caleb having to go to like a study group thing. Yeah. Intensive. He's he's scheduled a study like I don't think I think it's like just one on one with a man who is uncredited and uh, the character does not have a name. But I did. They're trying to make him look like an 80s style pervert, but the guy, like the actor, looks too normal and they have not gone far enough with his styling to get it across. Here's where you're wrong. He's wearing shorts. (laughs) (laughs) It's Los Angeles. It's warm. No one else is wearing shorts. Lynn's not wearing (laughs) shorts. Billy's not wearing shorts. Caleb's not wearing shorts. Uh, he's wearing shorts and also a leather jacket that he has continued to wear, to wear even though he's indoors. That is that is correct. As is the moral decision never to wear shorts. <laughs> there is actually one other character in this in this episode who wears shorts. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to. Have that noted it. down. What a thing to pay attention to. <laughs> D hates shorts. Long-time listeners of the pod will know that I hate shorts. We talk about it at length in the Fourth Man Out episode. Uh, This man is deeply unpleasant to be around, and Caleb is in a windowless room with him as his friend's dates deteriorate, and he is called in for backup to both of them and is like, Okay, Len, you're going to meet me at the Escondite. I'm going to go to the Escondite where Billy and Karen is. We're going to make this work. Yeah. Um, it's also like, uh, it, it's worth noting, the actor who plays uh, the study boy, incredibly attractive, has also been in a bunch <laughs> of other Brian Jordan Alvarez stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, I've been in this situation where you're like going to do a study 
and like the person wants to talk about literally anything other than what you're supposed to be studying mm-hmm. and it's like this really contrived story where i think they probably just like set this man down in the room and said okay go <laughs> and he's he's talking about like his mom having a one night stand and then having to take the morning after pill mm-hmm. and there's a whole diversion about like he tries to say taxi cab driver and he accidentally says taxi crab driver and then he has this whole diversion about like uh he's under the water and he has two claws and he had sex with my mom which is just a (laughs) phenomenally funny like line that sounds like that sounds like the character intro for like an 80s like blaxploitation show (laughs) yeah um he's also the entire time he's saying this right caleb has gotten text messages from both lynn and billy and mm-hmm. is like packing up, putting on his jacket, putting on his backpack, walking out the door. And it's not until he has the door closed that the guy is like, oh, you're leaving? I felt <laughs> so bad for him. That was so, he doesn't even say bye. <laughs> he hits the fucking bricks. Yeah, like, Caleb, damn. Caleb hits the James Bond eject button and is out. We should all be so brave. You can leave. If it sucks... <laughs> you can leave. If it sucks, hit the bricks. Real winners quit. Get out of there. <laughs> okay, Get but he could have said bye. He could have said no. goodbye. What do you mean, Not no? to this man. I mean, As I if mean, you would ever. He could have. He could have if he wasn't a terrible person. Yes, yeah, we all have yeah. to... All of this comes with the asterisk of Caleb Gallo is a bad person. There, <laughs> there are maybe deal. two good people in this entire series. One of them is Mike Wake. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Wake is, is... We'll get to Mike Wake in episode two. Um, <laughs> what a uh, name, though, I gotta say. It's a good name! I think Benicio is a good person. Um, yeah, Benicio did nothing wrong. Benicio did nothing wrong, and he he just sort of like coasted into this series from like a drama, just like from a real show. Walked onto the wrong set one day, and they were like, "Let's roll with it." <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> the other one, I don't think we've met yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Lynn. Lynn is arguably a good person. He's just a little meandering. He's just in a his little confused. Uh, yeah. He's got the right energy. He's just a little confused. Yeah. I mean, you'll see. He has an arc. Everyone, okay, as you keep saying, he has an arc. Everyone ends up at the Escondite. Uh, in my two notes for this scene are coming mm-hmm. together at the Escondite, falling apart at the Escondite. <laughs> Freckle immediately finds a different twig to hook up with. Immediately. Freckle immediately, uh, like, in the time it takes Lynn to walk from the front door to the table, finds someone to hook up with and says, I don't care about you and your boring little lives because I'm going to go have so much fun in the bathroom. This man, like, older guy, like, balding. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. probably not like that old just like older than the rest of the cast and caleb later refers to him as a twink <laughs> and i just had flashbacks to all of the times that hal and i have been sitting somewhere 
having twink discourse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a friend who does not believe that older folks can be twinks, and I think that that is disrespectful to our queer elders. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Zoa, who uh, longtime listeners will know from the uh, With a Kiss I Die episode uh, of the podcast, yeah, has a lot of strong feelings about uh, queer taxonomy, and we make a lot of fun of them for it. Uh, but yeah, this character also wearing shorts, and that is why I do not respect him. Mm, okay, I see. Although he does earn points back because they are cut-off jorts, mm-hmm. and there's a certain power to a cut-off jort that I respect. Disagree. Mm. Hard disagree. <laughs> that makes it, like, 20 times worse. I cannot believe you said that. Adam, I believe that you own cut-off jorts. They're not, like, real, though. Mm. You what? know what I mean? No, not like, at all. I mean, like... They were not once pants. You bought them cut off. Yes. Is that what you mean? Right. Oh, you and had that's... poser shorts. Right, so it's different. You know what I mean? Like, they are just shorts that look like something else, whereas cut-off shorts were literally pants that someone just took some scissors to, and it's a different vibe. <laughs> yeah, like, like, this man is clearly wearing skinny jeans that, like... I don't know, maybe he spent a little too much time on the stationary bike at the gym and his calves got too big and he was like, Mm -hmm. I know how to solve this. (laughs) Regardless, he and Freckle go to the bathroom of the Escondite. Um, As is their right. Caleb enters. Caleb sits down. A brief conversation transpires. Caleb and Billy leave. Karen pulls Lynn across the table to make out with him. This man is fully on a date with a woman who, to whom he is attracted and to, on whom he has had a crush. His bud sits down at this table and he immediately wants to eject from this date. Immediately. What point six seconds pass and he's out of there. Billy is in love with Caleb. <laughs> pretty embarrassing yeah <laughs> listen fellas, people fall in love with their best friends fellas isn't okay, but, to be in love <laughs> but Billy could do better is what I want to say Billy could do better than Caleb yes you're right that's part of the point of the show everyone's a okay. terrible person great great <laughs> Billy hasn't had a chance to be a terrible person as far as we know, in episode one, Billy's fine. Well, yeah. that sucks for future me watching that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he asks, uh, he asks Caleb if he wants to get out of there. And you can tell that for a second, Caleb has translated this sentence in his, in his head as, do you want to go back to my place and hook up? Because that's I mean, usually what in crowded bar, do you want to get out of here means. Yeah, <laughs> and it like, triggers something deep in his brainstem. Yeah, and um, here we, we like, like, they don't go back to Billy's place. Uh, they go to, like, a nearby park mm-hmm. where they're, like, sitting, having, like, a, a conversation. At this table with, like, walnut shells on it. I honestly couldn't figure out what was on the table. I didn't know if it was like Same. just leaves. I thought it was leaves. I, I was did. like, are they snacking? But the leaves don't change. The leaves don't change out there, do they? 
Um, I mean, it depends on the plant, but also I think this is supposed to take place in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. The- I mean, is it just someone's trash? Just someone, <laughs> just like the people who were there before them just like left their trash and they were like, eh, we only got 20 minutes to shoot this scene before like <laughs> we need to be in the next location. Just wrap it up. Realism. But yeah, uh, Billy very clearly is like trying to profess his feelings for Caleb. Yes. And uh, talking about how he was attracted, he is attracted to Karen, but doesn't like her. That's an experience that people have. Um, and is like, I need to tell you something. <laughs> and then Benicio FaceTimes. So rude. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Benicio FaceTimes uh, creating the uh, sixth phone call in this, let me just check, 19-minute <laughs> episode. okay but like my question is why caleb always immediately answers and has a long conversation on facetime when he's with someone else and doesn't just say can i call you back because this is a type of gay okay this is a type of gay gay. gays love facetime (laughs) and they love like they love to take a facetime i was offended for billy when this happened I yeah. think just FaceTiming in the park in public, no headphones, just raw dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not the word to use. Uh, I believe that it is uh, the only actual <laughs> appropriate use of the phrase raw dog. <laughs> oh, God. But no, I, I think the other thing here is that, uh, like, right, we're supposed to understand that this is all a friend group. Like, mm-hmm. Billy is friends with Benicio. Uh, Like, Freckle is friends with Benicio. There's a later point where Freckle FaceTimes Caleb, and it's like, Caleb and, like, all of these people know Freckle. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a little more acceptable there. It's like, Caleb does, like, walk away to have the one-on-one with Benicio. You know, he's not, like, taking a call on speakerphone, like, in the middle of the living room. But he does that later. He does that later. (laughs) (laughs) whoops and i was angry (laughs) yeah but i don't think that's in this episode but yeah billy's trying to profess his feelings for caleb uh caleb gets the facetime from benicio benicio says i think we should be exclusive Mm. they are caleb doesn't know her caleb does not (laughs) know monogamy they are, first of all, separated by the entire Atlantic Ocean, which, as we previously discussed... Insurmountable. Uh, insurmountable <laughs> and akin to heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benicio is... So, like, the story is, Benicio was in L.A. working on a project. He and Caleb fell madly in love. Yeah, they had a two-week whirlwind romance. Benicio had to go back to the U.K. because apparently he's British. <laughs> you wouldn't know that listening to him talk. You would not know that. The only thing, he says pasta instead of pasta, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a thing that British people be saying. Yeah. <laughs> when they say pasta pass, they say pasta pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got, a, that got an ugly waveform out of me. I'm so sorry to editing, Hal. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Benicio says, I think we should be exclusive. And Caleb, instead of saying, I don't think that's a good idea, 
Like, Instead of saying, I'm not really down with the whole monogamy thing, or I am currently 10 feet away from a man with whom I am in love, he says, that sounds great. He's a coward. Yeah. Coward. And like, we, we, I don't know if it's in this episode or the next one where we learn that Caleb is like a serial monogamist uh, and also like a serial cheater. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I... Uh, Caleb, for now, agrees to this whole monogamy thing, then walks back over to Billy and explains Who this. very clearly, very clearly was about to say, is it okay if I kiss you right now? It's yeah. so heartbreaking. And, and implicates, implicates Billy. Mm-hmm. I just want to flag this up right now. Like, we, we like spoilers for the next episode but like caleb does cheat on benicio after agreeing to be monogamous caleb immediately like tells all of his friends thus implicating them in his cheating Mm -hmm. yeah and i simply think that that is not cool of caleb Mm -hmm. in my notes for some reason i've written benicio more like benicino and i don't (laughs) know what i meant by that Benicio Damn. did nothing wrong except trust Caleb Gallo. Benicio did nothing wrong except, like, again, get the wrong address, walk onto the wrong set, think he was <laughs> there for, like, a serious, like, character-driven drama, um, and then, like, show up for this absurdist comedy. <laughs> Billy is heartbroken, but is trying to be a good friend to Caleb. Mm-hmm. He's like, Caleb's like, what did you have to tell me before? And Billy's like, nothing. It was bullshit. I've written in my notes. No, it's not bullshit. Crying face. <laughs> Your feelings matter, Billy. Your feelings matter. And then Len invites them to a shirtless dance party. Linjamin McButtons invites them to an all shirtless dance party at his house. Um, this is actually exactly the point of the episode that I'm in right now. I have the episode playing in the background. Uh, Beautiful. And I've been, like, pausing and playing it. And I'm actually at exactly this point in uh, in the episode. But, yeah, uh, we are back in Lynn's very nice apartment. Uh, everyone is there. Lynn, Freckle, Billy, Karen, Freckle's Twink, <laughs> and Caleb. Freckle and Karen have to keep their shirts on for the shirtless dance party, presumably because YouTube. Um, I mean, F- Freckle doesn't. We see Freckle's nipples elsewhere. Um, yeah, but like she doesn't take it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe, maybe the fact that she's in a dress in this episode or in this maybe. scene, she is already technically shirtless because she doesn't have a shirt on. YouTube, what is a female presenting nipple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the scene that uh, telegraphs to the audience that this is actually a musical. Uh, <laughs> When when the emotion get too intense, they Simply they do a musical number, mm-hmm. and there's like a weird meta fake out where you know they're dancing. Karen's and, like, "This is gonna be a good show." Yeah, and and they're like, "What show?" And she's like, "This show that I'm auditioning for tomorrow," uh, which sets up the next episode. But also, like the music cuts out, and she's still dancing. It's like it it it's quite funny. I think like I think it works. Mm-hmm. And then there's an actual, like, meta, like, fourth wall break 
immediately following that where Freckle like spikes the camera and says, I'm a huge bitch. <laughs> Which is, I think, another thing that is like, uh, oh, where was I going with this train of thought? I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> Trans people can be huge bitches too. It's equality. Yeah, it's equality. Le- text the worst person you know and say, <laughs> I hate you because you're terrible, not because of other demographic statistic. <laughs> The worst person I know happens to be a straight white man, but I know plenty of terrible uh, people who are none of those things. <laughs> so, Autumn, how did you like the first episode of the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallo? Yeah, it certainly happened, you know? I think. It did. Uh, at the beginning, I think I, I took it too seriously because I was expecting the writing to not be what it was. But once I got past <laughs> that um, and accepted that the dialogue was just like that, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the dialogue in this show is extremely specific. I thought you just were going to say bad. Um, <laughs> we, haven't even, we haven't even gotten to the filet of fish. You don't oh, know. God. You, don't, you don't know shit. Well, that's concerning. You know yeah. what? Spoil. This is spoilers for me. What is happening? The, no spoilers. The filet of fish is also a very highly memed segment of this show. Mm-hmm. I think it's episode four. That sounds right to me. Which would make sense because it's only available on Vimeo. Mm. Um, yeah. So going into this, were you just not expecting it to be a comedy or? I literally knew nothing. I literally knew nothing. You knew, okay. I was like, oh, th- I thought I thought it was a real show and not a web series at first. And you were like, it's only on YouTube. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> ah. I don't watch real shows. Damn. Yeah, see, see, I have been, uh, while preparing for this web series, uh, watching these episodes with uh, my boyfriend. And Hi, Justin. he seems to be enjoying them. But I have also given him, like, quite a bit of preface that would be so helpful yeah (laughs) what you have to understand about caleb gallo is (laughs) yeah um but i think yeah the the fact that you're going in completely blind i'm excited to see where you end up (laughs) me too honestly i'm ready not really but we'll pretend i am (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> you can find the show at but is it underscore gay on Twitter. We're okay, but is it gay on TikTok? Uh, I would like to make TikToks about this show or uh, this season. Um, Autumn, where are you on the internet? Uh, what what is my Twitter? I've literally uh, forgotten. It. Autumnal you know what? It underscore matter. season is it not? Oh my god! I'm glad someone knows what it is. Yes, that is. It's me. a pun. Yeah, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Z. <laughs> um, Z, do you know where you are on the internet? I am on the internet. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Futons in Bulk. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Blame Brutus. I uh, also do tweets for Passages North and am occasionally funny on there. Yeah, just generally being a menace on the internet. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Our theme song is by Enoff, E-N-O-F-F Music on Instagram. Yeah, thanks for listening. Stay gay.